0: Welcome to 5 to Thrive, 5 Strategies to Equip and Empower Educators, Parents, and Students to Thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Welcome back. Well, I'm going to attempt to think like any of our children right now at home. And there are so many things going on that what mom or dad uh, or the teacher says Uh, They figured out if they wait long enough, maybe it will just change. And so today's (laughs) episode is all about making rules that actually work and are effective and are done in love.
1: Very good. So when you drop a dish while emptying the dishwasher, you never need to wonder what's going to happen. Every single time it's going to fall. When you slip on the ice or you trip while you're running, you know what's going to happen every single time. Gravity is going to pull you down toward the earth. It acts consistently every single time. So, how do we make rules that work like gravity? Do you spend quite a bit of your time determining and then enforcing the rules for your home or for your classroom? It can be exhausting, right? (laughs) And I will just
0: uh, emphasize that it can be exhausting. Last night, uh, my wife and I were just talking about it, saying, oh, we need to come up with a better plan. This
1: is just tiring. Yes, exactly. And sometimes you can feel like a law enforcement officer or a prosecutor. You spend all your time either making rules or trying to enforce them. And we end up arguing and it's just so tiresome. So how do we make rules that work like gravity so that we can spend our time and energy on other things? So that's what we're going to be talking about. So today we're going to discuss a strategy for setting expectations for kids that work like gravity. So there are a few key concepts to consider. Okay. Number one. Consistency is just absolutely a significant key. Once we establish what our rules or our boundaries are, we need to hold to them consistently every single time. If we give in one single time, then giving in becomes an option for our kids. And let's face it, they have more energy than we do. At the end of the day, we are tired and they still have plenty of energy and they can argue and they can debate and they can wonder and they can push. And once we give in, then they know that they can push each time to see if we're going to give in again. And so consistency is just so key.
0: And, and I don't know uh, if you can relate to this, but uh, kids are in different time uh, zones almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a morning person. Uh, my daughter is absolutely not. And so when her energy is peaking, I am absolutely dead. And so that's that plays yeah. into, oh, wow, consistency. How do you do it when you're fatigued?
1: Yeah, and if you have teenagers, there's absolute evidence about the circadian rhythm that's different. They're wide awake at midnight, 1 o'clock. That's when they can do their best stuff. <laughs> We've I've got a couple hours under my belt by that time of sleep. So anyway, young people also get security from procedures and from limits. Uh, the predictable is what can give them a sense of security. So when they know that every single day, You're going to expect the exact same thing from them. It gives them a sense of security, actually. They don't have to wonder, what kind of mood are you going to be in today? You know, if you're in a bad mood, uh, oh, make sure you toe the line. But if you're in a good mood, well, maybe we can push and get away with a little bit more today.
0: And so would you say in your experiences with uh, young people needing security— typically they're not going to necessarily say, hey, thanks for these guidelines or thanks for this consistency, but they they may actually push back, but they absolutely need it, right? Know that
1: they're getting it, yes. And when they're older, they definitely look back and think, boy, I'm glad my parents did that for me. I just connected with a friend from grade school the other day. Uh, she grew up on the same neighborhood and wow. we were talking about families and um, she was just commenting on how, you know, she just really appreciated our family and my parents being, they were firm but loving. You know, we had a lot of fun, but they also had rules. And she now as a grown woman was just looking back and and making a comment on on how, the, how nice that must have been to have that kind of family. So every single day we want to be consistent. If you're going to make a rule, then be prepared to enforce it every time, which leads me to my next point. What are the things that you can commit to following 100% of the time? What rules do you make that you're going to stick by and be consistent every single time? So number two is commitment. I'm going to encourage you to have a few rules that you really believe in and you're committed to and that you're willing to enforce them every single time. If you have 17 rules, like I said, you can become a police officer, right? So have simple rules that are always in effect. What are the things that really cause you to become upset? What are the non-negotiables? What are the things that you're going to never back away from? So pick no more than I would say five and then enforce them consistently. And that's and, going to differ for kids and for parents and, and teachers. And I think
0: when, when you go about that process with choosing those five, often those extra ones that you initially came up with will fall under those categories if you take the time to figure out, okay, really, what, what, what are we looking at here?
1: Right. Yeah. And you can make, like, bigger overarching rules. And you can make them even with a positive bent. So let me just try to think of a quick example. Instead of saying, you know, no talking back you know, or no being mouthy, um, just showing respect for everybody all the time, you know, and then that gives you this big wide category that you can just every time you see them not showing respect, you can remind them.
0: See, and Dr. Rose is so good at that, taking what, what we're thinking. I'm thinking, okay, this, be respectful, but the spin, the positive framing is so important on
1: it. Yeah, and it teaches them a life skill too, right? This leads us into number three, cause and effect. Here's where we get into the rules that work like gravity. We're going to enlist the help of natural consequences. If you do this... This is what's going to happen. It's just a simple cause and effect. As the adult, I'm not upset with you. I'm not angry with you. I'm not picking on you. I'm not out to get you or catch you doing something wrong. You just know that if you do this, this is what's gonna happen every single time. And so uh, this cause and effect. I'm a huge fan of the work from teaching with Love & Logic or there's parenting with Love & Logic. It's an excellent tool to help develop the prefrontal cortex and to teach people natural consequences. It teaches young people that the world's not out to get them, but if they mess up, it's their problem, and they need to figure it out. The adult will be there for them and support them, but the problem is the kids, not the adults. Boy, (laughs) does our world need this today. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. We need it for us adults too, right? So Mm -hmm. who better than to teach it than to learn it when we're kids? So adults need to set firm limits in loving ways without anger, without lecturing, without threats, without hollering. It's, uh, It's frustrating to me when I... You know, I'm in the grocery store and a mom just repeatedly hollers and hollers and hollers at her kids. And the kids know there's nothing else coming. And so it's just they walk around hollering. Fathers, too, I've heard. Right. So the child needs to trust that the adult in his or her life is there for a reason. The adult is there to make certain that they're safe and that they're cared for. And when a child causes a problem, the adult hands it back to the child in a loving way. The adult holds the child accountable for solving his or her problems in a way that doesn't make a problem for other people. So there's a great story in Parenting with Love and Logic. I really appreciate There's a dad and a 17-year-old daughter, and they're talking about curfew. And uh, we know that in order to get buy-in and engagement, it's best if we can make rules together. So that's another little side note. Anytime you can include young people in helping make the rules, it's really positive. So dad and daughter and mom, they're all discussing what should be a reasonable curfew for the 17-year-old girl. Dad really wants 1030. Uh, the girl's pushing back. She's pushing, like, for midnight, you know. And so this is a weekend, weekend. And uh, so finally, they come up with this plan. They said, okay, so let's make it 11 o'clock. But I'm going to give you leeway. I know that sometimes your friends aren't ready to leave when you are. You can't find your keys. Little things come up. So I'm going to give you till 1130. I'm going to set the alarm on my nightstand for 1130. If you can get home in time and shut that off before it goes up, goes off and wakes me up, then your curfew's fine. But the first time it wakes me up, your curfew's at 11. Okay, so the daughter's been involved with it, they've negotiated it, it's fair, she knows the consequences, she knows she needs to be home by 11.30 and get that alarm turned off, or else her, her curfew's moving to 11.
0: I, I just wrote down, uh, love the idea, because <laughs> so many times it's setting the alarm clock, not not right now, but right. setting the alarm
1: clock, getting up, seeing, hey, are they home or not, this yeah. is golden. Thank you. Teaches the kid responsibility, right? And nobody's out to get him. They discussed it in advance. Uh, There's another neat one. There's a a father and his seventh grade daughter, and they're arguing about her grades. She's just not doing homework. And at the rate she's going, she's not going to pass seventh grade. He has grounded her. He has taken away her phone. They argue all the time. It's just become this horrible point of contention. Finally, one day he says, you know, honey, I just want you to know that next year, when all of your friends move on to eighth grade and you have to redo seventh grade, I'm going to be here for you. And she said, what? (laughs) At the rate you're going, you're not moving on to eighth grade. The rest of your friends are. You're going to take seventh grade again. Those current sixth graders are becoming your buddies. That's going to be hard. I just want you to know I'm here for you. I'm in your corner. Oh, that's not going to happen, she said. Now she had a reason. She understood why she needed to do the work. It wasn't just dad hollering at her. He helped her see the consequences of her actions. There again, when when we have natural occurring consequences, if you do this, this is what happens then children at that develops that prefrontal cortex
0: what what is so important about that aspect is helping them find the reason right. and especially right now that's challenging because you're limited yeah. with you know what that's do what they really do. love doing yeah. that hasn't been taken away from them <laughs> right
1: so right added challenges So yeah, children are offered choices within limits. Let the children help you make the rules. I've learned that sometimes they'll be more strict on themselves than Mm -hmm. you would actually be. Um, But the big point is that when they don't follow the rules, it's not you against them. The two of you have mutually agreed upon this rule and this is the consequence, okay? So number four, develop rules that are based on what you will do, okay? So if the child does this, then I do this. So sometimes you can't make someone else do something. You can holler and warn and cajole until you're breathless, and you still may not be able to make that child eat their spinach or fill in the blank, right? But you can provide consequences, and you can do it in a very positive way where you're not upset. Something as simple as feel free to leave the dinner table when you've eaten two bites. right? I'm not mad at you. I'm not out to get you. You can sit there as long as you want. You can get up when you've had two bites. Feel free to go to the movie with your friends when the lawn is mowed. Feel free to go outside and play when your homework and the dishes are completed. Or, here's one I like. You got that kid who just is never ready to leave on time? Okay, the car is leaving in 10 minutes. You can either find your shoe or you can go with one. Here again, what am I going to do? I can't make them do anything that they really, really don't want to do, but here's what I'm going to do. And here's the consequence. Let them know what you will do. That is what you have control over. And then they have to live with the consequence of their decision. Again, what a beautiful life skill to learn at an early age.
0: And I can tell you, um, from example, from real life examples, uh, yes, if you say it, you need to do it, and that has happened. Uh, you know, with four kids, saying, "Look, we're leaving at this time. If you don't have it, that's yeah. you know, that's your decision." And it's only happened once yeah. for that particular if individual. If you can't find
1: your gym shoes and you have to go to school that day without gym shoes. I bet you keep track of them next time, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it feels harsh, but look, what's harsher is kids not learning these rules, not learning these consequences, and they end up getting in serious trouble. And,
0: and then, and when they're adults, they're yeah. they're not ready, they're not prepared when they have you know right. job interviews, et cetera, where it's really a perfect fit, but because they haven't had the skill to get through the door, they're not going to be successful.
1: Yep. Kids Mm -hmm. need kid-sized mistakes. Let them make some little mistakes that they can learn from without huge consequences when they're young, because as we get older, the consequences get greater. So finally, as in all things we talk about, (laughs) relationships are imperative. Uh, Dr. Dobson has said that rules without relationship equals rebellion. And I think there's so much truth in this. God has a relationship with us. He doesn't just expect rules of us, right? So we need to have a trusting relationship with the young people in our life. How do we do this? We spend time with them. But there are times when we can't spend time with them. They won't always be where we can monitor them. We want them to act with integrity all the time, not just when we're watching. We want them to make responsible choices about websites they visit all the time, not just when we're shoulder surfing. We want them to drive safely all the time, not just when we're in the car. So we need to help them understand why we are asking this of them. And that can only happen if you have a trusting relationship. If they're resenting you and your rules and think that you're unfair and mean and don't care about them, then then they can say, boy, just wait until you're not around and I'll do whatever I please, right? Then we've not accomplished our purpose of loving and caring for them as well as we could. So we have to have that, that trusting relationship. And it's not perfect, you know, there is conflict and... There are challenges, and every day won't be, you know, a walk in the garden. But we can work towards building that all the time. Scripture tells us not to exasperate our, our children, right? Build a relationship. I've used the analogy before of positive and negative deposits into an account. Research said you need, says you need to make five positive deposits for every one negative in order to maintain a healthy relationship balance.
0: Just stop and think of that. Five, five positives, positives. to every one negative. And certainly we know with how, how our society often um, uh perceives things that that is not the norm.
1: Yeah, I'm trying I'm thinking back when my nephew lived with me. I think sometimes I flip that. <laughs> sometimes I think it was
0: I certainly One have. positive
1: for five negatives, right? <laughs> So how do, we, how do we say those positive things, encourage them, build them up, work to make rules together, let them know you care about them, you want them to enjoy life, you're not a spoil sport, you want them to have fun, demonstrate that you love them, that you want them to be secure and happy, and then if you have that solid foundation, you can have the difficult conversations with them when they're necessary. You know, you can say things like, you know that I always try to listen to you and give you a say in things, but this time I just need you to listen to me and to trust that I'm looking out for your best interest. Right? Once in a while you say that, but you don't want to necessarily do that all the time, right? So if we have a trusting, healthy relationship, we can have those conversations. It won't make life perfect, but it will make your life less stressful, and the young people in your life will feel more secure. So a few tips on how you can make rules that work like gravity.
0: Our goal in 5 to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five key takeaways from this episode on making rules that work like gravity. Number one, consistency is a significant key. Without consistency, uh, you're gonna have a difficult time uh, navigating and working with uh, your child. Number two, commitment. When you make a commitment, keep it simple and to the point. Remember, no more than five rules and enforce them consistently. Number three, Cause and effect. Frame the conversation with natural consequences. Dr. Rota talked an awful lot about love and logic. Great model to consider using. Uh, Number four. Develop rules that are based on what you will do. In other words, clear expectations. They know what the end result is if they choose to uh, make a poor decision. And number five, you've heard this so many times, uh, relationships really are absolutely essential. Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.